From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. For so many teams to qualify for the NFL playoffs, this is supposed to be the time of hope. This is supposed to be the week of the greatest possible excitement. But breaking news now tells us one playoff team is already scrambling to figure out what to do now and for the future. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. All you got to do is tell them, play ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All eyes start to shift towards this weekend, HD. We're all looking at the playoffs, and we now have the news and breaking news that Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavaloa has not been cleared by doctors to return to the field from his concussion and has been ruled out for Sunday's wild card matchup against the Buffalo Bills, Harry. This is, frankly, worst case scenario for the team, for the fan base, for the player, for everybody involved that was hoping that we get some sort of a magical Disney moment where Tua could get back out there. Yeah, I will say it's the worst uh, case scenario for the Miami Dolphins from a you know sports perspective, from a play a football game type perspective. But from the perspective of life and the perspective of being able to, you know, play with your kids, enjoy your wife, enjoy life after football, I think this is the right step. This is the right thing to do. Because I can only imagine if the Miami Dolphins decided that they were going to go out there and let Tua Tungavaloa play in this playoff game and, and Lord forbid something would have happened um, like we've seen transpire uh, on Thursday night football, or Monday night football, I believe that was, I think, no, Thursday night football when Tua went down against the Cincinnati Bengals, the Miami Dolphins and everyone involved in that organization would have been up Poop Creek without a paddle, Fitz. <laughs> Literally. And on a little canoe, up Poop Creek without a paddle. So I think this right now, this is the right move for the Dolphins organization to make because at the end of the day, you got to look at, you got to look at this one thing. You did the human thing. You did the right thing. You did the, what's, what was best for Tua moving forward. Football is just a game. You have, you, you got all the time in the world. This game was here before us. This game is here now. This game is going to be here after us. But when you have loved ones at home that cherish you and want to be around you for as long as they can, is it really worth going out there and playing Tua Tungavaloa and he, and he uh, getting another concussion and then now you have that on your hands? Because the Miami Dolphins, everyone involved in that decision, I, in my eyes, would have been fired. Yeah, well, this is what Mike McDaniel, the coach of the Dolphins, just said this morning at his press conference about Tua's availability. As of uh, today, um, Tua has not been cleared by doctors to resume football activities on the field with his teammates. So um, because of that and because of the time that um, he's missed, I can rule him out for Sunday. That's the definitive portion of it, that he can be ruled out. You guys can be ruled in to be a part of Fitz and Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's how you get in on the fun ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans 
deserve. And Harry, uh, this is tough because what fans deserve in this opportunity so often is to see their their favorite team play at their best, right? Like you yeah. have this mindset of, oh my God, I'm a Dolphins fan. I finally watched my favorite team get to the playoffs. This is finally that moment that we can say we know what we're building towards and we know where we're headed. And all of a sudden, it's the exact opposite of that because now, likely, we don't know at this point Teddy Bridgewater's availability, but it looks like they're preparing for Skylar Thompson to be the starting quarterback of their playoff matchup in Buffalo against the Bills. Like, this is <laughs> like there are two separate conversations here. Yes. One about two of the human being, which is incredibly important right now for the fan base of the Dolphins. My heart breaks for them because you're like, great, Skylar against the Bills. That's what we signed up for. Yeah, exactly. And then you look at the Buffalo Bills who you know, recently beat the Miami Dolphins in Buffalo. But, you know, early in the year down in Miami, they lost to them, a, a game that, you know, the Buffalo Bills probably thought they should have won. You know, they got some they got some bad taste in their mouth right now. And also, they want to play for their brother, DeMar Hamlin, who's, who's doing uh, tremendous right now at this moment. So the Bills have a lot on their shoulders. They didn't have their best game last week against the New England Patriots. Uh, two touchdowns on kick returns by Naheem Hines actually was, was really propelled them to get that victory. So, they're going to go out in this playoff game, and I, and I bet you, Fitz, they're looking to embarrass the Miami Dolphins. No, well, notice I said not win. They're looking to embarrass the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins also find themselves in a really interesting situation, Harry, because you got to think about what all this means. Like, we've gotten to the point now where the, it, it's important to note here the doctors have not cleared him, right? So he's not going to get on the field this week. There, there's no chance of that. We now know that. If you're the Dolphins, you have to look around and say, okay, now what? Right, like Tua has played well enough for a portion of the season to really give everybody hope. But there have also been some moments throughout the course of the season that have planted seeds of doubt for the people that want to be doubters. You're trying to move forward as an organization, figure out what's next. Right now, because of a forfeited draft pick and a trade, the Dolphins don't have a first-round draft pick, and I'm not sure they can look at it and say, we don't need to address the quarterback position because you do have to. Unfortunately, you have to factor in the concussion issue now with the evaluation of a quarterback. You're still trying to figure out if you can build around. Yeah, 100%. But that's the that's the bad part of the business that a lot of people probably don't understand on right. the outside looking in is that now you deal with this situation with Tua Tagovailoa and him getting concussions this season frequently. Now you look at it from a broad picture if you're the Miami Dolphins and if you're in their front office, you're looking at things in totality and you're saying to yourself like, hmm, are we going to move forward with Tua and possibly end up in this same situation next year or the year after that? Now it plays into question guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, right, who has the ties to Mike McDaniel, other quarterbacks, Tom Brady. I'll, throw the, I'll just throw him in the mix just because it sounds good. And we had all that nonsense go on and leaked about Tom Brady, you know, and possibly going to Miami with Sean Payton. So I'm going to throw him in the mix anyway just because I like to stir up stuff. Mm -hmm. But now they're in the market of saying, like, are we in the, are we in the free agent market – for a quarterback, because do we trust Tua? Do we trust his health? Is his health going to hold up? Are we going to be in this situation again? There are a lot of key components to this whole situation that goes on that the Miami Dolphins are going to have. They're going to have to have strong talks amongst themselves and figure out which direction they need to go moving forward. Well, and, and he's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. I, like. There, this is a complication that happens no matter what the injury is, right? Like, yep. if, if you've got a player that, you know, God forbid has hurt their knee three or four times, then you start to say, okay, is their knee sound, right? Like, it's much different as we talk about all the time. 
there are no jokes to be made. There are no snarky comments to me be made when it's about is his brain sound, right? Like they can't know the answer to that. So coming into this situation, it's not like you can sit down with the doctor and say, well, here's how an ACL heals. Here's how an Achilles heals. This isn't that. This is every brain is different, and we're still trying to figure some of that stuff out. So it puts the team in a really interesting situation because uh, a phrase I've used too much the last week, there's not really a playbook for this. Like there's not really sort of something that they can just turn to and say, well, the doctors know that in nine months he'll be fine. Like you don't know. And every time he steps on the field, it's risk. And it's crazy, though, Fitz, because it's not like we, we've we seen Tua Tagovailoa get these concussions from a vicious hit or guys, you know, making impact that sound like a car crash. These concussions have come from him slamming his head on the turf, right? And I just don't know if you're the Miami Dolphins, you go into next season, right? And you have a lot of promise. You made the playoffs this year. Your team made major strides. You got some some nice weapons offensively. You're going to be better. You're going to be in your second, you know, year within the offense. And I already know year two in the Shanahan offense and beyond is when that offense really starts to flourish. Year one is, you know, you're trying to iron out a lot of kinks. But let's just hypothetically say Tua, you know, gets a head injury or gets a concussion in week two or week three or week one. The doctors and, you know, the medical staff, they're going to be on higher alert to say, you know what, we don't know if we're going to let this guy back on the football field. Or if they do allow him to go back on the football field, I don't think it would be for probably a good seven to eight weeks. That's the hardest part about it is that everybody's going to be focused, uh, as they should be, on every ounce of what this means for him moving forward. And that's going to make it difficult for the Dolphins to figure out how to move forward. They are going to at least have to have a great backup option. If they don't have that, they're going to have to bring in somebody to compete. And that's nothing against two. Jimmy G. It's nothing against two of the player. It's nothing against two of the human being. It's just matter of fact to what we're dealing with. Really quick, Fitz. Really quick, really quick. Can you imagine Jimmy Garoppolo? Porn star Jimmy down in South Beach. That's too. That's too pretty. Like you take you take Jimmy G's bank account and you just walk in. Like does he just walk into every place in Miami and just like open up his bank app and just lay it on the table and be like, "Hello," and then they just look at him and they melt because not only is he beautiful, he's also that rich. Like. I don't know what that life is like. Uh, We do want to give everybody, by the way, some great NFL news. After almost nine days in two hospitals, we can't update everybody. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin discharged from Buffalo General Medical Center Gates Vascular Institute. The team announced Wednesday he'd been at the hospital in Buffalo since Monday after he was released from Cincinnati. Spent almost a week at the hospital in Cincinnati. He has now been discharged. So he is out there uh, and he is able to get away from the hospital. This is a remarkable turn of events. We were sitting on air just a week ago wondering if he would make it. We now know not only has he made it, he has not only survived, he is thriving. This is an incredible update for DeMar Hamlin, uh, for the Bills, for his family, for the fans, for everybody involved in this absolutely incredible moment. Uh, In the meantime, the Dolphins. Not the only playoff team wondering if they will have their franchise quarterback on Wild Card Weekend and beyond. We'll break it down next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. If Lamar Jackson can play, that game is fascinating. By saying, all right, we're going to make Huntley inactive, that tells me that they're a little concerned about Lamar Jackson playing in the first week of the playoffs. Lamar is a once-in-a-generational talent. Then they need this guy. They, they can't score any points. They just can't. The highest they scored like a month is like 16 points. Lamar's working as hard as he can. The trainers are working as hard as they can. And... Um, 
Can't, can't wait for him to get back, obviously, just like everybody else. The news came out this morning that the Finns have ruled Tua out. But we still don't know what's happening when it comes to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And they've got a matchup against the Bengals coming up that has everybody in Baltimore shaking in their boots. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. AC, let me be clear here. There is no, I mean zero chance in my mind that the Baltimore Ravens can win a football game in the playoffs against the Bengals without Lamar Jackson. Like, there is no chance to me they're winning without Lamar. And I'm also not sure if I'm Lamar that I have a lot of interest in stepping on the field. I got to be honest. I agree with you 100%. You look at the Baltimore Ravens since week 14, right? They, they're they only averaging from the offensive side of the ball 13 points per game. That's the second lowest in the NFL. But just watching this offense, man, without Lamar has been very hard to watch. When I'm sitting there watching the film, and normally, Fitz, I'm excited to watch football film. Mm-hmm. I'm up and I'm, and I'm beating. I'm like, wow, look at this. Let me write this in my notes. I'm looking at this film, and I'm like, damn. Wake up, Harry. Don't go to sleep. Stop nodding off because (laughs) Lamar Jackson isn't out there and how the team looks from an offensive standpoint. I'm just being honest with you. And you look at a guy like Lamar who, you know, when they face the Bengals the first time around, right, they end up getting that victory. Joe Burrow goes down um, late in that ball game and rushes for a touchdown, goes up two points. I believe believe it was two points. But then Lamar Jackson making a throw here, a throw there, a run there, a run here. And next thing you know, Justin Tucker, he kicks the game-winning field goal for the Baltimore Ravens to win that game. And then we recently just watched these two teams face off. And my goodness, the offense of the Baltimore Ravens turned the football over four times. Mm. Four times. And the Cincinnati Bengals capitalized off every single last one. I believe they scored a touchdown off of all the turnovers that they actually got from Anthony Brown being the quarterback because it was not Tyler Huntley. But I still say this to say, when you have Lamar Jackson out there, you have a chance. Technically, do you want your star player or you want your quarterback or anybody to practice this week? Yes, you do. Today is what, Wednesday? Today's Wednesday, but they play on Saturday. That's like the Thursday practice on a normal week. And usually coaches gauge that Thursday practice by, okay, you know what? We're going to probably have him. We're not going to probably have him. But what's unique about Lamar is that he has this this injury to his knee. And you don't want him going out there, and next thing you know, you have the the knee swelling up, and then he's 100% not available. Now, personally, if I'm Lamar Jackson, hey, man, like Lil Wayne got the song, Money on My Mind. I got Mm -hmm. money on my mind, and I got to (laughs) protect my asset at all costs. And I ain't going out there. And it's not me being selfish. It's, it's just me protecting myself. Because, see, Fitz, we've already seen nice Lamar. Right? We've seen nice Lamar. I want to see the Lamar Jackson that puts his foot down and, tell, to, and tells the organization no. Yeah, and I want to correct myself. The Ravens play in Cincinnati Sunday night on NBC at 8.15 p.m. So uh, they have till Sunday to figure out what's going on. But I'm with Come you. Come on, man. Get it like, right. Well, you know, days of the week, they all get confused after a red eye. Got me wrong information. Well, okay, know, today's a regular Wednesday. Okay, so tomorrow, so today's tomorrow's Wednesday. the day then. Okay, well, one step Jeez. at a time. You know, hey, 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 <laughs> behave yourself. Jameson Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter on SportsCenter last night, gave us the latest update on Lamar Jackson's injury. The Ravens remain tight-lipped on whether Lamar Jackson will return to the practice field on Wednesday. When I asked Ravens coach John Harbaugh if Jackson would suit up this week, he said, I don't have any update for you. When I saw Jackson last week, you can tell he's making progress and he's moving around better, but he's still favoring that injured left knee. 
Jackson has now been sidelined for the past 37 days. Harbaugh said Jackson is working super hard to get back. Harbaugh told me he wants to play. There's no doubt. I don't doubt that he wants to play. But here's the thing. When you get into these contract situations, Harry, the team already told Lamar Jackson that they're putting the team ahead of Lamar by not being willing to give him long-term guarantees that they don't think are appropriate at the position. I don't have any problem with Lamar saying, that's fine. If you're going to prioritize how you do business, I also need to prioritize how I do business. Now, I'm not saying that a healthy Lamar should just sit back and not play, but I am saying that a Lamar Jackson that understands that a hit could cause more damage that puts himself in a situation where it could change his worth coming up in a a few months, I have no problem with that version of Lamar stepping back and saying, nah, guys, you know, I'm not not close enough to 100% to put it out there and risk it. I'm not going to risk it for you if you weren't really willing to risk it for me. Well, that's what I want fans to understand, right? That's not Lamar Jackson being selfish. The team took their stance and said, you know what? We feel a certain way. We're not going to give you this contract. We're going to protect our organization. Now, if Lamar comes back on the flip side and says, you know what? I'm going to protect myself and what I know I'm worth and me furthermore getting more injured. And next thing you know, I, I definitely won't get the money that I feel like I deserve. There, there, I have no issue with that. And no, I'm pretty I mean, sure like, his teammates don't either. Think about, think about the fan voice on this sometimes. Like, how many people listen right? I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care if you make widgets. I don't care if you sit, you, you work at a factory, you work at a diner, you work at ESPN. If your bosses came to you and said, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to need you to take a pay cut so I can make more money. How many people listening right now would just say up yours and walk out from that situation? But whenever we're talking about athletes, we're like, well, wait, 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 wait. And I realize that everybody's going to say, well, that's because they make so much to do what they do. But at some point, that's relative to everybody. How many people right now would kill to have a job like you and I would, right? But you still got to know your worth. We hear this all the time where people say, know your worth. Why do we have a problem when an athlete knows their worth and doesn't want to take a pay cut just to make fans more comfortable with the salary cap that's imaginary in the first place. I feel you 100% Fitz and I play with a lot of guys right who held out for their money and you know they got a lot of hate tweets and a lot of hate mail. That's back when fans actually used to send mail to the facilities um, <laughs> talking about the player because he you know was holding out and wasn't out there with us doing OTAs or training camp and I never looked at it like that. I looked at this player trying to maximize his opportunity to get the most money he can possible to take care of his family. Because like I, like I mentioned on numerous of occasions, a lot of these players, they come from backgrounds uh, where they can change their family's lives forever. Literally change their, change their uh, family's lives forever. But when I look at this game, no fits, I'll be honest with you. With Lamar Jackson out there, do the Ravens have a chance to win the game? Yes. Do I think the Ravens are going to win this game, even if Lamar Jackson plays? No, because right now, and I know Devin and Evan are listening, I have the Chiefs, I mean, excuse me, uh, excuse me, I have the Bengals as the best team in the AFC right now at this moment. Yeah, I mean, and and by the way, that's that's a little tease, because in a few minutes we're going to get to the rankings. It's going to get heated here as we rank all of these teams (laughs) across the league, and look, I I think there is some element of, this this is when you boil it down, this is the hot take. The Ravens are better with a former MVP at quarterback than they are without one. Like, that's what we're saying here. Lamar Jackson, the former MVP, when he plays, makes them better. That is not a staggering hot take. I think you need your former MVP as your quarterback if you want to have a shot to beat what I think is one of the hottest and best teams in the NFL right now. Also, not a hot take. The Ravens, to me, have zero chance, zero chance of beating the Bengals without Lamar. Now, they might only have a 20% chance of beating them with Lamar, especially if Lamar's not 100% healthy. But you know that if Lamar feels like he can go and if 
the Ravens feel like they can get it out of him, they would love that situation. I just personally have no problem with Lamar knowing his worth in the process. Uh, me and you both, buddy. Look at that. See, that's why we get along. You guys yep. can chime in on that. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Speaking of chiming in. We're going to let you guys chime in because if you've listened to this show at all, you know one of our favorite exercises to do is the NFL Playoff Committee. There are 14 teams in the NFL Playoffs. 14 teams have made it. We are now on the show. Next up, we're going to take those teams and we're going to figure out who the real top four are using all of the criteria of the College Football Playoff Committee. It always gets heated. Triple H, say ESPN, 888 729-3776. I forgot how to give out the number. 729-3776. Tell us who your top four is. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Who's in and who's out? It's a, a secret committee. Find out now from the Fitz and Harry Selection Committee. I'm not gonna lie, everything just feels better when he says that. It's the Fitz and Harry Selection Committee on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. You guys know the drill by now, but we're going to remind you because we're going to do this all year. We're going to do it with basketball. We're going to do it with movies. We're going to do it with, you know, country music. Food. Words. I don't know. We're going to food, food, Christmas. We're going to do it with everything. Yeah. It's a very basic principle. We are taking the same rules that apply to the college football playoff committee, and we're applying it to whatever our topic is that week, which means it's not just win-loss record. So let me say it one more time really clearly before anybody tweets us about how we order these things. We are about to take the playoff teams, and from that, we will decide who the top four are overall and the top six, really, all right? Just like the college football playoff committee does it. But it's not just based on win-loss records. It's who you beat. It's how you looked. If you're Harry Douglas and you know so much football, you just go, it's the eye test. It can be the eye test. It can be (laughs) head-to-head. It can be analytics. It can be not who's playing, who's available, who's not available. All of it factors in HD. You feeling good? Yes, I am. But before we start this, I got to give a major shout out to Melissa on Twitter. She's been a faithful listener, a faithful follower follower every day since we started. So, Melissa in North Carolina, shout out to you. If you want to get in contact with me and Fitz, you can always call at 888-729-3776 or tweet at Jason Fitz or at hdouglas83. I just want to say that. You know what, Melissa? Send me a DM uh, with an address. And when we're getting Fitz and Harry swag soon, when we get some, we will send you some. I got the power to make that happen. All right. Look at that. All right. So this is the way it works. HD gets a vote. I get a vote. And Evan and Devin together get one vote. Evan, have you been able, like, have you and Devin uh, pre-talked about your list at all? Or are you guys running... Totally separate. No, we don't talk outside okay. of the, you know, okay. three hours. So there's here, been so. no communication. Well, there's no the cohesion well, within that, that group back that there. Also, okay. okay, no that cohesion. explains whatsoever. a lot of things. All right. Jeez. So uh, Evan well, and Devin. finished the tease last segment. I mean, Evan and Devin are basically <laughs> going to have like a celebrity death match behind the glass to figure out how they're going to vote in this. And uh, But the great thing is by having three votes, we will end up with some sort of a consensus. So you guys can call in, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to let you guys be a part of the conversation. Uh, Devin, I will let you decide. Are we starting at number one on the list or number six? Number one. Number oh, look at that! He just gave us the song, the yes. the big the big beefy voice, Harry Douglas. Yeah. As the uh, former for, player, the ten-year right. NFL vet, as the Louisville Hall of Famer, who do you have at number one? I set that up because I think we agree. Who do you have at number one? I have the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're one of the hottest teams right now in the National Football League. 
Uh, they ten, the last one of the last ten games, ten and zero. I think Brock Purdy, since becoming a starter, he's five and zero. Right? If you include the Miami Dolphins game in which he came in a little early within that ball game, you can technically say he's six and zero. But I love the way this team is playing right now, especially heading to the playoffs. They're playing great football, just like a year ago in two thousand and twenty one when they was entering those playoffs. Yeah. Well, I was over here doing for you WWE fans. I was doing the Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. I also have the 49ers at number one on this list. And I think it was important. My beloved Raiders put up 500 yards on that defense. How did they bounce back? They bounced back by making the Cardinals look like the Cardinals with a 38-13 win. But here's the impressive thing. I've said to you every week we've done this exercise, I've said you can't beat teams you can't score on. And I don't think a lot of teams can score on this defense. But here's the more impressive part of it. 38 against Arizona, 37 against the Raiders, 37 against the Commanders, 21 against the Seahawks, 35 against the Buccaneers, 33 against the Dolphins. That's what they've done over the course of the last, what, six weeks? With Brock Purdy, they're out there scoring points. That offense looks oh so Purdy with them. I was wrong about it. I'm right now. I'm with you on San Francisco number one. Devin? I mean, it doesn't matter because you guys. No, 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 you can talk us into Devin, it. just tell us it's who a conversation. Don't, and your attitude. We don't even yeah. like your attitude already. Saucy, Devin. Never who mind. did you have? No, 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 Devin, number one. Devin, we're going to Evan. Devin no, got no, skipped. No, oh, no. Okay. You, you rock with Brock Purdy. We're rocking with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at number one. Both of you okay. guys? Yeah. Evan and oh, Devin. Wow, okay. Okay, so look, this cool. is a conversation. Uh, this is where I humbly remind everybody I've done the mock playoff committee process, <laughs> but we can always revote on these things. We can always recalibrate. Why do you guys have the Chiefs number one uh, over anybody else? Again, I'm going I'm going eye test on this. This is a big eye test for me. Um, again, I'm just thinking at some point Brock Purdy might fizzle out. I know we can't, it's not a lot of projection. But going to the playoffs, I'm going Patrick Mahomes. He's the oldest quarterback in, in, in the playoffs at 25, and he's the most experienced. I mean, come on. You know, you know what, Devin? I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I don't in like you. Harry just laughing. I'm, I don't like that. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed in your weak-ass argument because you missed the one thing that was right here for you. The one thing, and I know it was a while ago. Exactly. The Chiefs beat, beat the, the 49ers. 49ers. You had the come easy, on, like, head-to-head head matters to Jeez. me as a committee voter. Evan? Yeah, I, I'm just going basically, you know, a little more scientific than Devin. They did ring around the Rosie on Saturday against your Raiders. For me, as soon as I saw that play executed in a touchdown, I was like, they're the number one team in the league. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Uh, anybody interested in taking over producing the show? It's just Triple Eight. Call and say Listen, ESPN. I'm, I'm still, I'm still rocking with the 49ers. I'm rocking with the 49ers too. Both right, of so them made get, lame arguments. Uh, San Francisco's number one. I'll go first on number two because number I, two. I don't have the Chiefs at number two. Mm, me either. I have the Bengals at number two. Ah, <laughs> yes, there you go, baby. I, 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 is Harry Douglas agreeing with me? Or I'm, I'm, you know why I'm agreeing, Fitz? Because of unified. who? That man, Joe Grapefruit Burrow. Uh, grapefruit. That man is phenomenal. Can we? That send- man can read defenses. That man can maneuver in the pocket. That man can deliver any type of football he wants to his wide receiver. And not a, just a matter of fact, he has T. Higgins. He has Jamar Chase. He has Tyler Boyd. He has Hayden Hurst. He has so many weapons. But that defense. Their defense under their defensive coordinator is playing phenomenal. Their defense just had four turnovers against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm all for the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're my number one team in the AFC right now. I'm going to give you one more more reason. They just beat the Ravens, right? 
quality mm-hmm. win, according to the committee. That's a playoff team. Before that, they beat the Patriots, who were in it all the way to the end. The, the committee still likes that win. They beat the mm-hmm. Buccaneers the week before that, also a quality win. And two weeks before that, head-to-head, they took down the Chiefs. So for oh. that reason, I had to put Kansas City ahead of the Chiefs. Uh, or sorry, the Bengals uh, ahead whoa. of Kansas City. The Bengals ahead <laughs> of Kansas City. I got two. I ring around the posing. I'm rosing myself. Uh, Devin, who'd you guys have a two in there? Well, we had uh, we had the, your 49ers at two. Okay. Um, okay. So you but, had the okay. Chiefs at one and the 49ers, 49ers at, two. at two. So I mean, you guys are both you guys are both on. Have we talked you out of that? Has our has our mm. argument been convincing at all? Well, I I would say we we could put the Bengals at two and, and drop the 49ers like a little bit to three. Like I would actually consider more the Bengals ahead of the 49ers before I would consider the Bengals ahead of the Chiefs. I know they beat the Chiefs, but I think right now the Bengals could be argued as the second best team in the in the league ahead of the 49ers. I think every team in the AFC could be argued ahead of every team in the NFC. That, that this is the uh, wild. That you know what we're gonna do when we finish this? <laughs> we're gonna put up. We're gonna put it on the poll on ESPN Radio. We'll put up Evan Dev's picks for their top four. We'll put up Harry and Mize for our top four, and we'll let the people decide. Triple Eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. That's how the people get into it. We are arguing to the point that so far we've agreed on nothing, and we only have the 49ers and Bengals. 49ers one, Bengals two. In a contentious committee meeting, we will continue to break down the rest of the top four. And who's not on the? Who who didn't make the list? Who's on the outside looking in? We'll tell you next as we do our Fitz and Harry playoff committee on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Who's in and who's out? It's a a secret committee. Find out now from the Fitz and Harry selection committee. We are continuing the Fitz and Harry Selection Committee, applying the same rules that the College Football Playoff Committee applies. Good wins, bad losses, head-to-head. Who's available, who's not available? To figure out, out of the NFL playoff teams, who the top six and eventually top four are. And if the first two are any indication, it's going to get heated. Triple Eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Phone lines are stacked. I promise you, we will get you in. Be patient. we got to finish this, all right? Stick with us and get your arguments ready. Because Devin so far hasn't done a thing to impress anybody with his arguments. All right. My, my, my. The, the, the 49ers at one, the Bengals at, at two, and so far it's just me and Harry why, ganging why you up on Why me out? There's, there's Evan, too. You missed the head-to-head. You missed the head-to-head. Uh, number three, can we hit the sound of God? Uh, here's the, the, the number number three. three. Oh, look at that. I did it right with him. Uh, HD, who you got at three? I got the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, right now, he's the guy that I have winning the MVP. It was Jalen Hurts for a while, but Jalen Hurts missed a few games, and Patrick Mahomes didn't have any drop-off. He stepped up even more, made miraculous plays. But as long as the, uh, as long as the Kansas City Chiefs have number 15 at the quarterback position, they're going to always be into things. That's why I have them as my number three team right now in the, in the National Football Look, League. I feel like you and I are singing Ebony and Ivory right now. We're just going along perfectly <laughs> like it's a match made in heaven. I also had the Chiefs at three on my list. Uh, do the guys behind the glass have any problem with the Chiefs, who you had at one, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're still sitting here, and you're wondering how they got in. We're, we're leaders. Your guys are following. We had the Chiefs two spots ago. You guys finally caught up. Okay, fine. So now we got 49ers one, Bengals two, Chiefs three. All right, that is our list so far. And Harry and I have agreed on all of them. Let's have the guys behind the glass go first on this one. Evan, 
Who you got at number four, Evan? Number four. Yeah, we got the Bills at four. As I said earlier, I think the what? AFC is a lot stronger than the NFC. So our fourth best team in the National Football League right now is the Buffalo Bills. I am going to tell Harry my pick because so far I've let him go first. I got the Eagles at four. Even ding, though, ding, 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 you yeah when you look at the eagles i had them for majority of the year as the number one team in the national football league but jalen hurts got hurt um they lost two games you know they their tackle lane johnson i want to see how he's going to be when he actually comes back jalen hurts had to knock some rust off a little bit sore there as well so that's why i had them at the number four spot but it's okay you have a chance if you get in the dance all right so evan's a little saucy on this one what you got buddy yeah no i just think the eagles we've seen their flaws Without Jalen Hurts playing 100%, they've lost two games. We've seen over the last couple weeks, Josh Allen, I, I know you're concerned about the turnovers. I am not because he can still turn the ball over and they can still win football games. And that's what makes Josh Allen special. We saw two massive throws that he made that no other quarterback aside from maybe Patrick Mahomes can make on Sunday against the Patriots. I think that, along with the Buffalo Bills today announcing that Micah Hyde could return in the playoffs, he has been... Uh, designated as return to practice. He won't play against the Dolphins, but if they could get Micah Hyde back for the playoffs, I think the Buffalo Bills are a better team than the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Let me ask, let me ask you a question. If the two play on the uh, in the playoffs, yeah. just hypothetically, if they played in the playoffs, I know they can't because one's NFC, one's AFC. So you're, you're, take, you're, taking, you're taking, I'm not talking about something, just, just period. You're taking the Bills over the Eagles? Absolutely. The Bills, After they just struggled against the New England Patriots yeah, who struggled to score. Well, I think they didn't struggle to score. They scored over 30 points. No, no, I no. said the but, New England Patriots all year have struggled to oh, score points. Yeah, no, I but but I go beyond that game for the Bills. Like, I think just when you look at the Buffalo Bills from top to bottom, I, I just think they're better. I think the Eagles have been exposed in the middle of the field. I think that's something that Buffalo will expose. I think what we've seen now the la- from last week with Naheem Hines, that could be something that Buffalo has found that they didn't have earlier in the season in, in the return game. I think when you look at these two teams, I think they're very close. I think the Buffalo Bills are a better team. I think Buffalo's weaknesses are less likely to show himself in the playoffs than the F- Eagles' weaknesses, which are they get destroyed in the middle of the field on defense. But, but now, look, I will look say look this. Hold on, hold on really quick. Hold on really quick. Let me say this. Let me say this. If Josh Allen's playing the new, uh, Philadelphia Eagles and he turns that football over like he's been turning it over, they won't win that football game because the Eagles will capitalize. Trust me. If Jalen Hurts is not fully healthy, which we have not seen Jalen Hurts fully healthy, it'll be a month since we've seen Jalen Hurts fully healthy when the Eagles play again in the divisional round. I, I think, so, to me, there's a little bit of the eye test. Over. I mentioned the defense hasn't tackled well enough. And, and look, the Patriots, they put up 35. Two of those touchdowns came on special teams. So they really put up 21. Before that, they took out a Bears team that we know is terrible. They got a close win over a Dolphins team that, at the time, uh, you know, the, the Dolphins uh, to a situation. Before that, the Jets, you saw that game, 20-12. to 12. They didn't look great against the Jets. They didn't look great the week before that against the Patriots. They won, but they didn't look mm-hmm. dominant. 
dominant. Mm-hmm. They they beat the Lions, but that was a close game too. Like the Bills have been getting by. Like I think the Bills are a great team on paper. I don't think the Bills have played like a great team over the course of the last month. So for me, the Eagles, the concern of Jalen Hurts is real. I have the Bills at five. So we're we're really splitting hairs. Like I had the Eagles at four. I had the Bills. Sorry, Devin, you want to hit the big like number five sounder? Like, uh, but number I number five. Who do you have at five, HD? I got the Bills at number five. Okay, so who did you guys have at five? We had the Eagles. Okay, so this okay. is this is actually we're splitting hairs here. Like this yep. is we were close. We were close. Okay, we got one more to get in. Number six, hey, Harry. Who do you have at six? I have the Cowboys, and I didn't really want to put them there. It's just that if they can turn the the switch on, they can make a deep run. So that's why I put them at number six. So can I be Literally. honest? I wrote two teams down. I wrote two teams down because <laughs> I was going to make this decision on the fly. Now that you've said the Cowboys, and we've yep. agreed on every single pick, it's mm-hmm. the Chargers. The Chargers go in at six, not the Cowboys. We had the Cowboys mm-hmm. and the Chargers both written yeah. down, and we went I with have, the Cowboys. I have Cowboys <laughs> slash Chargers here. Like, man, I don't know. Like, this DAC thing just scares me. But at the same time, we have no idea who the Chargers are going to be in the playoffs. No idea whatsoever. But the Chargers, uh, you know, without Bosa also concerns me. Let, let's see what his health looks like. Uh, Mike Williams, let's see what his health looks like. But, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, the Cowboys... I think I'm gonna go Chargers. Too bad you're overruled. It's the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys. See, it's the Cow- I put I put the I put the Jaguars over the Chargers on my list. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so yeah. our our final list as a committee comes out to be at number one 49ers, at number two Bengals, at number three Chiefs, at number four Eagles, at number five Bills, at number six. Cowboys. So tell us how we did. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, tell us who your top four is. We'll take calls on that. I promise you we will get in a bunch of you guys as you guys want to be involved in this conversation. Something we want to do on this show all the time with this committee list is have you guys bring your committee heat. So be ready to back up your arguments. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll also put it out there on Twitter to let people vote on, on our list and see how we did or let them chime in on our list and see how we did. I'm sure that will go well. Like Twitter never has strong opinions about anything. One person that I know has strong opinions is somebody that went to the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl five times. Five times. And he's going to join us in just a few minutes. He'll tell us if Monday night will be the last game ever for Tom Brady. That's right. Monday night could be the last time we ever see Tom Brady on a football field. We'll ask him. We'll ask somebody that knows him better than most. If he thinks that's the case, we'll do it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. And as always, hanging out with you on the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 